Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Tuesday evening? It's It's been a while. I, I We had a four-day weekend here uh, at school in Colorado, so we were in Nashville, so we, Grandpa and I couldn't record um, but it was it was fun being in the uh, heart of SEC football for a little bit, but always nice to get back to the Big Ten. Grandpa, how you been doing? Great, great. Glad to have you back. And, uh, you know, I don't, you're in Fort Collins. It's not like we're next door neighbors, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a good but point. Yeah, <laughs> it had to it had to be kind of uh, a slap in the face come Tuesday morning when you went back to school. Yeah, come today, it was pretty, it was rough, but uh, yeah. Uh, all right, on today's episode, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got Jordy Ball. Uh, we talked about her last week, but officially everything that's that's happened this week of, uh, we'll get into it here in a minute, um, of what actually that injury was and, and the timing and timeline for that. Uh, we Grandpa met with Tony White and got to talk to him and hear him speak, so uh, we're going to give you guys an update on that, or I should say, not we, Grandpa will give you an update on that. We're going to talk some Husker men's and women's back basketball as always also talk some baseball and softball uh as as is going to become a fixture here as those seasons are now underway uh but first of all before we begin i should say this is the first and only podcast uh a husker or sports related or otherwise hosted by a grandfather and grandson team that i'm aware of uh but uh we, we, thank you guys so much for downloading if you want to get in contact with us you can follow us on x uh, at HBTH or HBT Huskers Pod over on X, which is formerly Twitter, of course. Um, and then you can also email us at huskerdan at cox.net or HBTH podcast at protonmail.com. Either of those email addresses, uh, if you just put uh, podcast or, or at least let us know it's for the show, uh, somewhere in the email, we'll, we'll answer your question or get that piece of information in the show. Uh, courtesy of your fine self that sends that in. Uh, all right, so let's get into it here. Jordy Ball, uh, we talked about her last week. They said she had a knee injury. Didn't really know how long it was going to be, what kind of knee injury we're looking at. Turns out it's the worst possible kind of knee injury that we could have. It's an ACL tear. She's out for the season. Um, that is a huge blow to this Nebraska team. She did, she uh, and And to have her tear her ACL in the first game that she plays for the Huskers is just devastating for her, devastating for her team, devastating for Nebraska softball just in general. That just really, really sucks. You hate to see it, uh, and and I just really feel for her uh, in that. It's not – she had so much hype coming into Nebraska, and there was a lot expected of her, and then to, to have an injury like that and be out for the season, that's just – uh, really unfortunate. I think that new that news broke uh, Wednesday or Thursday of last week, so we weren't aware of that when we recorded our last episode. So I just want to touch on that. But Grandpa, your thoughts on Jordy Ball being out for the year now? Yeah, I mean she can redshirt, which you know she'll still have two years of eligibility. But so much was right. built up. You know she uh, she committed last summer, I believe. So she's she, she enrolled in in uh, in classes I believe in the fall, and then uh, we were just we've been talking about that and looking forward. We had kind of a you know so many days till uh, you know she you know the softball team gets to play and they play down in Mexico, and then in the third inning and and it was a freak. It wasn't like she was you know diving for a a, a fly ball or she just she went through her 
her, her uh, follow through on her pitch and just landed awkwardly. And it, it's just, it's just one of those things. She's an amazing person. Uh, we may have her on a, on a podcast uh, here in the not too distant future. Uh, I have a lot of respect for her. She's not, uh, and I like the way she's handling this. She's not saying, woe is me. And why is it me? And I, uh, it is yep. all, Ed, there's a plan there and I'm going to be all right. And she's a, she's a tough competitor. We'll just have to wait another year to see her play, but uh, hopefully the, the girls can say, Hey, you know, we're not just one person team here. Let's, let's go out there and, and then uh, play for Jordy and play for us. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm still anxious to uh, see how the season goes, but boy, it should be nicer to have Jordy Ball in that lineup. Ooh, yeah, whoa. definitely would. And and we'll talk about Husker softball later. And actually hasn't gone that badly, uh, but man, it could have been a lot better with her in there and with her .99 ERA and the batting average and everything that she brings yeah. to that team. But yeah, as you said, a ton of respect for her, the way she's dealing with it. And, and it's very easy to just be down on yourself for this and totally understandable, I, I would think, if she was just like, oh, man, this just sucks and I hate all this. But she's treating it so maturely and, and just uh, in kind of like just a fact of life. And thank goodness it was in the first game of the season. There's a blessing in that uh, right. that at least it wasn't, uh, oh, we're 10 games in. She can't redshirt anymore. And and now it's she's just lost a year of eligibility uh, after transferring to this right. team. and. And and by that time she would have had an impact, but there's a there's a silver lining always. Um, speaking of silver lining, you got to meet Tony White uh, a, a little bit, Grandpa, and hear him talk. Uh, what did you glean from that? What was your insider trading info here with with uh, the DC of the Huskers? Yeah, I, I, I've got to meet several of the uh, assistant coaches. Uh, still haven't hooked up with Matt Rule, but. Uh, yeah, if, if people don't know, Tony was hired from Syracuse University. He was the defensive coordinator there, and Matt Rule hired him to be his de defensive coordinator at Nebraska. And uh, it's uh, I was very, very impressed with Tony. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about words to describe him. He's, he's genuine. There, there isn't a phony bone in his body. He's just uh, he's just real. He's honest. He's funny. He's classy. Uh, when when he was you know taking over as defensive coordinator this past year, he called uh, former def Husker defensive coordinator Charlie McBride, and Charlie would be a great one to get on our podcast. He is he's an amazing guy. Uh, anyhow, he had the class Tony White did to to ask uh, Charlie McBride, you know, how should he handle this black shirts deal? He wanted to do it keeping in the in the theme and, and the history of, of, of the black shirt tradition. And uh, I thought that was pretty classic. Uh, he yeah. did that. Um, very humble guy. Uh, he was, he got, uh, well, he grew up in, uh, in New York city and it was pretty bad neighborhood and he was a single parent family. And then he went to, uh, to spend some time with his dad and, in uh, El Paso, Texas, and that's where he he Tony found out about football and coaching, and uh, he he said several times that uh, that football saved his life, and that was one of them because he got uh, he was going on the wrong path in terms of just the temptations that a young kid has and without his father, 
And, uh, and he said, he says, I found out then that that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be a coach one day and that's pretty cool. He's in it, I think for all the right reasons. And, uh, and he gets paid pretty handsomely too. He got a, what, a $700,000 bump in, in pay. Oh yeah. And he deserves it. We talked about that. We, he totally (laughs) deserves that, but yeah, I mean, it would be very nice. It would be nice for us to get a $700,000 bump of pay. I'd go from zero to 700,000 any day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh no and he uh just other things off the top of my head that that uh, i got out of it. first of all i i brought up uh, some of these these uh statistics defensive statistics which i think we want to we want to go through these I, I i'm always quoting you know statistics because they they mean a lot i think and so i went through uh and i presented these these stats to 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 tony but in 2022, the year before uh, Matt Rule and Tony White got to, to Nebraska, Nebraska was number 77. They were the 77th team in scoring defense. That means, I mean, you could be a lot worse. You could be a lot better. And yeah. after one year at Nebraska, and I couldn't, I had to, I had to recheck these things, but Nebraska at the end of 23 was the 13th scoring defense in the country. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge yeah. improvement and rushing defense. We were one Oh eight in 22 number nine. Are you kidding me? The one oh, boy. points pass defense in 2022, 68, 2023, number 40. Total defense. This is a kicker too. 2022, we were the 100th ranked total defense in the country. 2023, number 11. Yeah, that's so, huge. And then Tony, just the, being the classy guy, he just he won't take the the uh, the credit for that. He he will shift it to the the defensive uh, the other defensive coaches and and Matt Rule. He said, you know, Matt Rule really deserves a lot of the credit. Because he on Tuesday mornings, I guess is when they go. You know, during the season, they go at full blast. They, they game type situations, and he says without that, you know, okay to to go, you know, completely out and and go full full bore, uh, we wouldn't have had the defense that we had. So that's that's pretty cool. And and he's it. He's the highest paid Nebraska football assistant in program history at one point seven million. Jeez, he deserves every bit of that too. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure he'd say that he doesn't, but um, I mean, holy cow! He just, I mean, I, I didn't meet him obviously, but but just from from those stories, and and it, you can see it in the impact. The the this is the first time I've seen. I didn't even think to compare the defensive rankings uh, until you put it in our script here, Grandpa, and I saw it. Uh, that is an insane improvement, and of yeah. course. It could not all be Tony White. There is like the defense got like older. You have Mark, Malcolm Hartzog and those guys that now have a full season under their belt. Now full two seasons, but but still, you don't just jump from the 108th rushing defense to the number ninth rushing defense in the country in a year just because you're just because Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmatch are just right decided to play better or whatever or just were more comfortable playing in the big 10 that's not how that works it could go up a couple notches but not a hundred uh past 100 teams that's that's a coaching thing that's a switching defensive schemes thing that's just huge um and i mean 
I I can't say enough good things about Tony White. He's going to be a very good head coach somewhere, and that team's defense is going to be insane. Uh, I will I will say that. I don't I don't know how long he'll be at Nebraska, but I'll take the years we get. And it seems like he wants to be with Matt Rule right now. Um, and and if that's if I mean Matt Rule has that loyalty factor, which is super super nice. Uh, with guys like Tony White, if if Matt Rule wasn't it didn't kind of build that loyalty with his coordinators and that kind of stuff, I think Tony White may have been gone after the first year just because he kind of took a program that was really dying and turned his defense around. Maybe I mean maybe he stay another year and and then leave after this year, but it, to me it feels like he's going to be around for another four or five years. Uh, and yeah, I, I think the biggest. I think the biggest worry that Nebraska fans have is just, you know, how, how long, how much longer can they keep him? Cause the San Diego state job came up and he was uh, he was an assistant coach there under Rocky long. And yep. then, okay, we dodged that bullet. And then Chip Kelly uh, retires or, or quits UCLA. So they had, they were looking for a head coach. I thought, Oh boy, there it goes. We're going to lose Tony. And, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't to be. And, and I, I'm, I told him, I said, I think all Husker fans want you to reach your potential if that's a head coaching job. But I said, for right now, we want you to stay here. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the sentiment. Was, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you can go ahead. I was, he, I was, he just was, agreeing with you. he was, uh, he was the last, uh, I think this, I forget which year he was, uh, graduated from high school, but he was, he was, he got a scholarship from UCLA. And uh, but he was he got the last scholarship that UCLA had the number eighty five that was it. So when he arrived on campus at UCLA, nobody knew him. So he oh. said, "I was Mister Irrelevant." You know they say that. Oh yeah, Kitty and and Brock Purdy now, and so that was kind of cool. He's a very humble guy because you know he was a walk on. Uh, he he didn't get drafted in the pros. He did play one year with uh, with Buffalo. Uh, of the NFL and then played in, in Canada. But, uh, you know, he, he's not some superstar. I think a lot of coaches are like that, that there may, may not have been great players, but they're, you know, their, their calling in life is to be a coach and, and to help, help coach kids. Uh, But I, I think he, I think Tony fits into the model, just as you were saying about Matt rule, that he cares, um, all the right reasons that you want to mold kids and and make their make them better, and uh, you know I I would say that if I had a son or a grandson who are, who was good, oh well, maybe yeah I would I'd trust him <laughs> be in the hands of Matt Rule and 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 coaches like Tony White. But I I was blown blown away by him. I thought he was just the nicest guy and. I understand you have to have people skills to be an assistant coach because you're out there recruiting, but, but he's, he's been down that path before. And I, I'm, I'm just so glad that Nebraska has him. I just, I don't know. I just want him to stay at Nebraska for a long yeah. time. Yeah, me too. And, and as I said, I don't think that'll happen, but if we can get five years, I'll count that as a big win. So yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, did he say anything about, other Husker players, new recruits, transfers coming in. Did he say anything about any of those guys? He he was very very high on Dante Dowdell or Dowdle, however he pronounces his name, the running back from Oregon. Uh, oh, okay. And he and he went through a whole list of players that uh, who he thought were really good 
good by that talented and they're coachable. They want to learn, they want to get better. They want to work their butts off. And, uh, but yeah, there were, there were a lot of defensive players. Uh, uh, he was asked some offensive, but some offensive players, uh, and not surprisingly Dylan Royola and, and oh, yeah. Danny Kalen from uh, Bellevue West. But, um, mainly I was just, I was just blown away by, by him. He's, uh, and not all those assistant coaches are in that category, in my view, that I that I've met. Um, uh, so I'm, yeah, long live Tony White. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, well, that's awesome that you got to meet with him, Grandpa, and 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 thanks for bringing the inside inside uh, trader info to the to the podcast, where uh, not a lot of people could obviously make that that event and hear him speak, and uh, just kind of nice to hear about the other side of these coaches where you just get to meet them. So uh, really cool opportunity. I'm glad you're able to share that. Now let's get into some basketball news. We'll start with the men's team, uh, which has gone slightly better. They beat Penn state at home 68 to 49. Um, and uh, they're, they improved to 18 and eight on the season, eight and seven in conference. All eight of those conference wins have come at home. The seven conference losses have come away. So, <laughs> We'll see. They're eleven. They're they're one of the last teams in the tournament right now. However, I think that that's a little bit misleading, just because they've beaten good teams and been close with good teams as well. For the most part, they've lost a lot of teams they shouldn't. I'm not going to excuse any of the Rutgers and all that kind of stuff. But the Illinois game, we go to overtime. Probably should have won that game, honestly. But still, Illinois top uh, 15, 16 ranked team. Right. Purdue, we beat them. Uh, Wisconsin, we beat them when they were playing well, um, and and then and then Nebraska kind of broke Wisconsin, and Wisconsin lost a bunch of games in a row. Um, Kansas State, well, what, what do you what do you look good? What do you think Nebraska? It, it, are they going to have to win? They have two uh, away games at Indiana and at, at Ohio State. Neither program is has a stellar record, but do they have to win one of those? Do you believe, or two of them, or what's your thinking? Yeah, I think that Nebraska could – I think they can realistically win both these games uh, just because uh, Indiana, we've already beat them. So I think Nebraska can win that game. They're playing at Indiana on Wednesday, um, and that's going to be on Big Ten Network. Ohio State, this is one that I'm a little bit more concerned about, which is weird because Indiana is a better team than Ohio State this year. However, Ohio State did just beat Purdue with an interim head coach because Ohio State just fired their head coach. First game for the interim head coach. They beat number two ranked Purdue. Um, and it's that kind of drive to beat teams that they shouldn't beat that makes me a little bit worried. Uh, and now they kind of have something to play for as well. So we'll see. If they lose that one, not going to be upset. I think Nebraska could still get to 20 wins. Um, and because they, they'll beat Indiana, I think. Hopefully they can beat Ohio State. We're playing Minnesota at home at PBA on Sunday, the 25th of February. That should be a win. So that's 21 right there after Indiana and, and Minnesota. Maybe 21 if you beat Michigan to close out the season on the 10th of March at Michigan, which Michigan has been atrocious this year. So we could be looking at 22 wins for a Nebraska team, oh, which holy so cow, would that be something? And if I think I think if they get twenty wins, they should be in the tournament. Just the, the teams they've beat, uh, yeah. they deserve to be in, and uh, we'll see. Uh, 
I did at one point see them projected as playing in Omaha, uh, which which would be pretty crazy. And then the women's team was projected last I saw to play in Boulder, Colorado. So that imagine if both those ended up having that would be insane. (laughs) You get the atmosphere of yeah. a, basically a home game for Nebraska, and then I get to go see the women play in Boulder. Uh, it, man, that would be so much fun. Uh, but anyway, that's that's besides the point. Do you, What do you think about these upcoming games here, Grandpa, with Indiana at Indiana and out at Ohio State, those two away yeah. games? Which one of those yeah, are you more worried about? Yeah, I, I worry about all road games because we're, we're, we're owing uh, <laughs> for them. And yeah, it's just, it's just been a roller coaster. Uh, performance by this by this program this this season and it has to be drive Fred Hoiberg out of his gourd um yeah so is Indiana beatable on the road yeah absolutely is Ohio State beatable yeah absolutely but it's just they haven't done it until they do it I think if I think they'll win one of those they got Michigan to close out the season get one of those road wins and I think we're in Obviously, if you get, you know, two of them, that would be super um, because, you know, the home record is 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 outstanding and, and beating some really good teams. And they've they've destroyed them. They haven't just squeaked by them. And they, yeah. they are probably one of the uh, a team that hustles. The, I, I don't know if you can find that. uh that recipe that they have at home and their, their defense is just, and, and, and Sam Hoiberg uh, coach's son, it's just, he'll, he'll sell out to get a rebound or just to tip a ball or make a steal or it's, it's just in CJ and, and there, there's just so many weapons there. I really think that they are the better than the, the sum of their parts uh, or they're, they're better than, than the, the, all the teams or all the players that they have on the team. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm anxious to see that. I hope they can get an NCAA bid and, oh, if they could win one game, they'll, they'll put a bronze stack Fred Hoiberg out, outside. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. Has this never it. happened. We're the yeah. only power five team that is not won at least one NCAA tournament game yeah which is crazy that you you look at that you remember from uh four or five years ago when umbc the random little team in maryland beat the one seed virginia and you're thinking right. oh well that's great i'm glad they were able to win but hold on my 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 team hasn't won yet and they're and they get so much more money <laughs> for that sport than it's just like wow holy cow so i i think if it's going to be any year in in recent memory i mean obviously you can't project the future i wish we could that'll make this job a lot easier but um but uh if it's any year, it's got to be this year uh, if they're going to win one. Just looking at the roster, looking at the cohesiveness of the team, right. looking how they've played this year, it's just I'm so excited to see what they do because I think they will get into the tournament. I I, I don't think that that's something that they're going to have to stretch to get to. Um, they have to not lose their concentration, of course, and I'm sure Fred Hoiberg is going to be all over them about that because these games coming up for them are not difficult, but they're not super easy. They could be viewed as easy because these teams are mostly bad, um, but these teams can beat you still. Uh, and, and Ohio state proved that with Purdue. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun. And coming up this week, as I said, at Indiana on Wednesday, that's going to be on big 10 network, seven thirty central time, eight thirty Eastern time. 
Sunday, the 25th, uh, home against at, home against Minnesota, 5.30 p.m. Central Time, 6.30 Eastern Time. I don't think that one's going to be on Big Ten Network, but we'll see. Um, all right, let's move on to some women's basketball here. They are 17-9, and 9-6 and six in conference. And they're playing right – they're tipping they off are, at the time that we're doing this podcast on Tuesday Yeah, night. so we'll talk about – they're playing uh, Northwestern. Um, right. Right, right now. So we'll talk about that next week about that result. Northwestern's eight and seventeen, so Nebraska should win this game. Yeah. But who knows? They've they've the women have been hot and cold as well. Uh, but uh, they just beat Purdue seventy seven to sixty five on Saturday after trailing by ten after one quarter. Uh, Mark, Alexis Markowski had a crazy game. She had twenty she points, twenty one rebounds. Uh, that's the fourth best. Uh, rebound stat in program history. Um, she ranks second in the Big Ten with 10.8 rebounds a game. That's huge. Jazz Shelley at 18 points. Uh, Jazz Shelley actually got uh, the Big Ten Player of the Week and AP Player of the Week for her performance uh, against number two Iowa when Nebraska won on on that Sunday. Uh, I guess that was what? Yeah, a Sunday Super ago, Sunday. a week ago. Super yep, Sunday. Super Sunday, a Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. Um, so. Holy cow. Uh, Logan Nisley uh, had her first career start for Nebraska in that uh, Purdue game. She had 18 points as well. Uh, it just seems like they're clicking right now at the right time uh, t- to me. And um, my guess is they'll beat this North, they'll win this Northwestern game. Uh, and then this, this coming Saturday, Nebraska hosts Minnesota uh, at 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern. And then they end the regular season at Illinois. Uh, in March. So uh, your thoughts on how this, the recent stretch has gone for the Oscars here, grandpa, and then kind of the future looking ahead to the tournament, because I think both these teams do not have to stretch to get into the NCAA tournament, which would be very, just a super fun atmosphere to have both Nebraska teams in the respective tournaments, obviously less people watch the women's tournament just because the men's is marketed more. Um, But Still super fun and, and just gives us something to, more to talk about, honestly, <laughs> which is which is always nice at this time when there's nothing really going on Husker football wise. So your thoughts on the women's team so far here, Grandpa, and then kind of the future looking ahead. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the 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 crest, the pinnacle that they had was beating Iowa. And that was that was an amazing game. And they'll be talking about that for a long time. I'm yeah. glad that uh, I'm glad that. Uh, Caitlin Clark, she got her record, you know, she got, they played at home, I think the, that Thursday, the next Thursday. And yeah. she thought she needed was eight points and she ended up with 49 and they <laughs> kind of shellacked Michigan. Uh, 49 points for a, a chick basketball player. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's insane. They beat Michigan at home 106 89. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was glad. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, you got to be a Caitlin Clark fan because she's such oh, an yeah. athlete, but I was glad that she didn't get the record and we shut her out in the fourth quarter. She got zero. She had 31 points for the game at the start of the fourth quarter and was scoreless. And old Jazzy came out there and scored 10 points. Who, who would have thought if you would have said, no, Jazz Shelley's going to outscore Caitlin Clark in the, in the fourth quarter, you'd say, come on, you're, you're smoking <laughs> But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she gets awarded the Big Ten Player of the Week, and then the AP. I mean, that's awesome. And then, and then you look at you look at uh, 
uh, Markowski getting uh, 20 points and 20 rebounds. That's that's against Purdue. That's that's insane. That's I don't care. And she's six three. She isn't like seven foot. You know, she's six three, uh, which is tall for a lady. But uh, she she really works hard. She's she's a heck of a player. Um, so I I think they can get in the tournament. And and who knows what'll happen? They'll we'll, we'll see. They're starting two freshmen uh, tonight when they play. Uh, where they they're playing uh, at, yeah at, at Northwestern or at home against Northwestern. Um, starting two freshmen and that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just think you have those freshmen, uh, and, and then you'll add in Brit Prince next year. This team's only going to go, only going to take off, uh, and it's going to be so much fun to watch. So, uh, I just checked the score. They're up 10, three on Northwestern right now. Game just started a little bit ago, about halfway through the, uh, the first quarter there for, for the, uh, for the lady Huskers there. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about the result of that game. Hopefully, it's a win. Um, the way that that started, I assume that they're probably going to win. You hit, you, you, you start outscoring your opponent 10-3 in the first half quarter of the game. That's pretty darn good. Um, let's talk some Husker baseball real quick, and maybe touch on some Husker softball, and then and then we'll we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Husker baseball started their season later. Uh, which the the NCAA baseball schedule usually starts a week after the softball schedule. Um, they started playing mostly indoors at some of the MLB stadiums around Texas because, uh, of course, warmer in Texas. You wouldn't want to play in Nebraska uh, and have to deal with all the snow. So they started the season one and two overall, no conference games yet. Obviously, these are all uh, just non-conference tournaments, that kind of stuff, just one-off games. Uh, they started the season by beating unranked Baylor 4-1 in Arlington uh, on, on Friday the 16th of February, then lost to number 21 Texas Tech on Saturday 3-6. They were tied 3-3 going into the ninth. Uh, Nebraska just couldn't score, and, and Texas Tech ended up uh, winning that uh they scored three runs in the top of the ninth. Nebraska couldn't score in the bottom of the ninth and, and couldn't send it to extra innings or anything. So, um, and then they lost to, and then Nebraska lost to unranked Oklahoma six to seven on Sunday. I saw that that was a pretty, pretty close game for the, for the most part. And uh, it, it just sucks to be that close to a team that you really should be in Oklahoma. But uh it's just the beginning of the season. There's a lot of baseball left to play. Speaking of that, they will play uh, Grand Canyon State on Friday, uh, this this coming Friday, the uh, 23rd in Phoenix, um, which, of course, again, warm because you're not going to be playing baseball in Michigan right now. So uh, your thoughts on the Husker baseball team, uh, their first three games here, Grandpa, just real quick. Yeah, they've, they've got off to a good start. Um, they're, everything is looking positive. They they're, they're, I think they're, this is the team that is just, you know, it's a cold weather team, obviously. So they're going to be at some disadvantage early in the season, but uh, uh, I think Will Bolt will, uh, I, I mean, I, it's way too early to talk about June playing meaningful baseball at, in, in Omaha uh, in the college world series. And I believe that the big 10 tournament is at, at uh, in Omaha again this year. I, I have Ooh, to check. That. Sweet. I'm not sure. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, yeah, I, I'm, this is early and, you know, they, they're one and two. That doesn't sound like a great start, but uh, I think they're going to be fine. I, I really do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so too. And and Will Bolt Will Bolt will get that team turned around real fast. And it's it's not like it's going downhill either. It's not that they got they they've been mercy ruled in three games by teams that are not great right. really coming into the season. So they they beat a decent team in Baylor. They held Texas Tech, who's ranked to a pretty good uh, spot, and then of course couldn't finish out the game in the ninth inning. But it is what it is, what it is. And 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 they just started the season, so reading into it a lot would be kind of foolish on our part i think and and uh and just saying oh well this team's going downhill and and they've already they've they've lost all these games that they shouldn't but it's fine it's just what happens and uh it's it's just kind of how this goes number one wake forest just lost today to unc greensboro so we're not the ones that should be worrying a bunch uh but but flukes happen and, and that's how college baseball works the regular season doesn't matter as much as the postseason and all the super regionals and regionals and once you get into that once you get to the conference play in the season, then we can talk if Nebraska is actually going to be in uh, in trouble this year. So, uh, all right, let's move on finally to some Husker softball. We talked about them last week because, of course, they started their season in Mexico. We talked about Jordy Ball at the beginning of the episode, um, but a Jordy Ballless Huskers are six and three, yeah. which honestly isn't that bad. And uh, their losses are to two decent, two good, very good teams, and one right. team that's not that great. Uh, they lost, uh, we talked about this before, but they lost to number seven, Washington, uh, 8-0, number 11, Duke, 6-1. And then they lost to New Mexico State, 3-0 uh, this past week. That one's not the great one, uh, but losing to top 15 ranked schools is fine in my eyes, especially the way Nebraska's played right now and, and just everything they have to deal with. The wins, however, however have come over Long Beach State, 7-2, Utah Valley, 3-2, New Mexico State, Four to one, Montana fifteen to four, Sacramento State five to four, and eight to three. So they played a couple doubleheaders against New Mexico State and Sacramento State. But next up, they got San Diego State uh, at noon Central Time on Friday, uh, and then also on that Friday they play UCLA at two thirty Central Time. So they'll have a back-to-back game there, and then on that Saturday they play at noon um, Oregon, and then Cal State. Or, and then Cal State Fullerton at 1.30. All those times are central. They're going to be playing those games in Cathedral City, California, which, of course, warm. So um, your your thoughts on the, the this past week in Husker softball, Grandpa? It's, it's, there's so many games to go by, but uh, I know. your quick thoughts on this? Yeah, it, it's, you know, it, again, well, we'd love to have Jordy Ball in that lineup, but we might we might be 9-0. and Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but – yeah, it's just early, and we'll we'll keep uh, track of of the of the, of the uh, team and see how they progress. And but uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's early in the season. I'm I'm excited, and I hope hope they can ride this wave and maybe show everybody that maybe they they can play well without Jordy Ball. Yeah, I think so too. Now is they kind of have a chip on their shoulder they can play they yeah. can play for, which is which is kind of I mean, it's not you'd rather have Jordy Ball in there, obviously, but it's right. it's it's something that you can play for. And uh it's 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 pretty nice that you can uh it just have some kind of chip on your shoulder where it's some motivation. So yeah. All right. Uh well that is all we have for you guys today. Thank you again for listening, for downloading, for everything. If you want to get in contact with us, email us huskerdanacox.net or hbthpodcast at protonmail.com. Uh, just before we finish, a quick update. End of the first quarter, Nebraska is winning 20-6 to over the Lady Wildcats of Northwestern. So hopefully we'll have a win to talk about. Uh, 
next episode next week so long as Nebraska doesn't completely fumble. But we'll see. Uh, I don't think they will. But uh, we'll be back with our regular scheduled episodes on Sunday of next week. So, uh, Grandpa, thank you for taking the time to talk with yeah. me today. We will be back next week, as I said, with more Husker softball, Husker baseball, Husker basketball talk, maybe some Husker football, other news stuff in there. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the show. We love for you guys to spread the word, get more people listening to this, build the community. Uh, we are going to be at the spring game coming up in a couple of months here, Grandpa and I together. We'll get you guys more details of how if you want to meet us. Uh, for some reason, uh, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get you details of where what we'll be wearing or or, or whatever, so you can spot us and say hi. We'll be wearing red. Yeah, exactly. We're wearing Cornhusker <laughs> stuff. We'll look exactly like everyone else there. So, all right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great uh, rest of your week, and uh, we'll be back with more Husker sports as always. And as always, go big red. <laughs>